Welcome to Season 2 with Dr. Annette West. This show is coming to you from a holistic and faith-based view, sharing varied topics, occasional interviews, and discussions. The purpose of this show is to help us to build up our mind, our body, and our spirit. I want to give a shout out to Dr. Sax Love for allowing this show use of his jazz instrumental, Funk Jazz. Now, let's get started with Dr. Annette West's topic for today. Well, greetings, everyone. Dr. Annette West here. Listen, it's another week. And of course, I am always excited when we get to have someone on the show to interview them about their book. So this week, I want to invite to our show, James Clements. Welcome, James. Thank you, Dr. West. It's great to be here. So James' book is called Grace Breaking Through. But before we get into the book, let me just tell you just something real brief about James. And if you're looking for him, he he is in the metro Atlanta area. And he tells me that he began his journey to the mission field at a young age and that he's done work in Honduras. That excites me because I am a missionary at heart and I've had the opportunity to travel into other countries and minister. Uh, James, share with us about your calling and your desire to do missions. Well, uh, when I was 17, I trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. And he did such a radical change in me. Um, I was like a, a really shy person. Uh, very introspective, very, uh, you know, not comfortable in a lot of social situations. But he just really, uh, in, in quickening my spirit, making me born again, I mean, he just changed me radically. And I was I was suddenly just, I just wanted to meet people and talk to them and share with them about Jesus and just get to know people. And uh, there was so much that I had missed out on in life. And it was shortly after, about a year uh, actually, less than a year after my salvation, when um, I got to this opportunity to go with a mission group from my church to uh, the country of Honduras, and it was with a, a, a mission called uh, Good Samaritan Baptist Mission, and we we went into group and we were really just kind of touring the the mission works there and kind of getting a um, you know seeing what it was all about. And uh, actually, a week before I went, um, I surrendered to the call to missions on my life. Mm. So when I went, I was just I was just ready. I was hungry. 
of course, the, the poverty first thing uh, just really impacted me. Yes. Uh, I had never been outside the U.S., so the poverty was just so overwhelming. And uh, it, it's still like that in, in a lot of ways uh, there. But so I went and um, I, I got to, I just fell in love with the people, uh, especially the pastors there, the national pastors. Uh, they were working so hard and just, and just with the conditions they were in with the, uh, just, you know, not like middle class America. So, uh, I really got a heart for the pastors and I, I really, uh, wanted to go back. You know, I wanted to get some training, get some education and then go back and, and minister to the people there. So that's what I did. So I went to, um, I went to college. I went to, uh, Tennessee Temple University in Chattanooga, got a bachelor's degree in missions and, just, uh, of course, I had I had also taken I had taken some Spanish in college uh, for my associate's degree at a different college, but I didn't really I wasn't fluent, so uh, I was really motivated to learn the Spanish language. So I learned Spanish, uh, pretty much just studying and researching, uh, kind of on my own. I mean, not really on my own. I, I really feel like the Lord just just uh, helped me in a lot of situations, gave me yes. some ability, the aptitude for language, and things like that. And so I, I got fluent in the language. I spent a couple of summers going to Honduras while I was in college and just after college, uh, doing like mission internships, getting some experience, uh, working there, uh, working on my language skills. That's when I got, uh, came really fluent and, um, just, just learning all I could. So then I, uh, and I actually met my, my wife there. She was, uh, a, a girl in one of the churches. So I met her and we got married and then we, I brought her here. And then we were uh, getting everything. It took a few years because we had to get settled and get everything uh, geared up for going back to Honduras. And then we just we went back as a family. We had our little son then, so we went back the three of us. Beautiful. I, I I love I love your your life story, and I think you know it, it can inspire many others to be willing to step out of their comfort zones. And also, you know, the ability to see that, to have open eyes to see that there truly are needs in many other countries and that we have, that we have something to offer. Now, um, since you came back from that mission trip, have you been back on mission? Well, we were there for a year and a half and then we, uh, we fell into some financial difficulties and we got to where we couldn't afford to stay there anymore. So we had to leave after a year and a half. And that was heartbreaking, and it was, I was going through so much, so much turmoil and stuff internally, just myself. Um, but we had to come back, and you know, just since my my sister in laws are there, my mother in laws there, uh, my wife's family's there. So of course, I mean, they're like they're like my family. So we've actually been back to visit them on mm-hmm. um, a lot of occasions. But, okay. Uh, you probably, I don't know if you've heard, and you've probably heard the news about the things going on with uh, these caravans that have come from Central America, a lot of them from Honduras, you know, in the last eight to ten months. Uh, there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of discontent uh, from from certain elements in Honduras against Americans, and so mm. it's, it's not really safe right now for me to go back because they see my American face and they just. You know, they think about, you know, President Trump and immigration and stuff against the caravans. And I got not you. Be, you know, so it's, it's kind of not a, not a fun situation, but um, I don't really know when I could go back to visit, but I, I'd like to go back to visit my, 
Well, we pray that that, you know, that that opportunity will come and, and that all of the other stuff, the issues with the immigration, we're just praying that those things will be rectified um, very quickly. Now, you talk about, um, as I was reading some of your content, you talked about the fact that you went to Honduras, um, you expected to be there, and that was going to be your mission field. But that did, but that didn't work out because of finances, and you had to come back. You mentioned a uh, bitterness. You mentioned that you were bitter um, because of that experience. So why were you bitter, and what has the outcome of that bitterness done for your life? Has it benefited you? What has grown from it? Well, there's, uh, I would never wish this on anybody. Uh, honestly, I never would. But you know how the Lord takes the bad things in our lives and he can bring something good out of it. Uh, he did this with me. Now, my bitterness, uh, it really just, it really just compounded when I found out that financially we couldn't stay in the country and we had to return, uh, back to the States. So that was hard for me. But I was actually going through it while I was there. And, you know, when we talk about grace and we talk about the enemies of grace, the enemies of grace are things like uh, legalism, uh, the spirit of legalism, and then uh, this this uh, fleshliness, this dependence on the flesh, you know, our, our self, um, our fleshly selves, dependent, dependence on what we can do instead of depending on the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I, I think when I went, I had all these expectations of how, uh, you know, the Lord is going to work some mighty works and and just use us to reach a lot of people and of course i was excited about that but my expectations of what i thought the lord was going to do they they were not being met so i went there it was the country that i had dreamed about for uh, a good 12 13 years i mean you know anybody who knew me at that time it's like oh yeah all james talked about it going to honduras and He's he's uh, preparing to go and learning the learning ministry and missions and and improving his language skills and all of that. So I mean, anybody knew me back then, they knew that's all I, I basically talked about. So when I went, it was a dream come true. But when I went, um, I, I like I said, I had these expectations that the Lord was going to meet. You know, oh, he's going to open doors for me. He's going to because I had seen like what other missionaries had done and how they had. had I mean, they had some struggles, but they had some successes too. So um, my expectations of what I thought the Lord was going to do, and I had some of this legalism within me. I didn't realize the expectation was sort of part of the legalism. Well, share so, with share with the reader what you mean when I mean the listener what you mean when you say legalism. Well, the spirit of legalism it's it's sort of an attitude of. Living the Christian life is basically just just uh, obeying some rules. You know, like mm -hmm. I'm going to follow these rules and I'll avoid sin and I'll sort of gain some some brownie points for the Lord and uh, He's going to bless me. It's it's sometimes it's different variations along that thing, but it, it's basically thinking that you know I've got these rules that I live by, and so instead of us depending on the Holy Spirit to to live through us and to work through us and abiding in Christ as the Scriptures. Uh, teach us to do walking in the spirit, all of that. Instead of that, we're, we've got these rules ever in our forefront uh, of our minds. You know, we, we've got to we've got to follow these rules. And when you do that, you focus on the rules. You focus on 
your abilities, your your really your the weakness of your own flesh trying to trying to please the Lord. And for the Christian life, it just does not work that way. And I think and I think you know I think we've probably all had moments where we have, and even now where we're doing something, we see the fruitfulness that it can be. And we've already put in our mind exactly how things are going to go. And then it's like, it doesn't go that way. And then we can step back and say, but did I really allow God to move the way he wanted to? Or was I just locked in on my expectations? And I couldn't see that God was trying to do something different. Exactly. We have to understand that he is sovereign. He is um omniscient he knows all he knows everything is best and you know if we're dependent like little children just looking to the lord and and saying father where do you want to leave me what do you want me to do and you know i mean we may not have these big flashy uh you know things that we're doing in our lives but if we're just really seeking him moment by moment and depending on him uh he can lead us and, and guide us in things that will turn out greater for his glory Amen. Amen. Now you mentioned um, looking at our sense of worth or unworthiness before God. Yes, ma'am. Expound on that for us. Well, the the thrust, one of the major themes or thrust of the scriptures is that God relates to us as believers, he relates to us through, um, it's, a, it's a grace-based relationship. So when we come to the Lord Jesus Christ, like, you know, when we look to him and say, Lord, you did everything for me on the cross. You provided everything possible so that I could be saved, so that I could avoid hell and go to heaven and be with you. Um, when we depend on him and trust in him in that sense, that's when he makes us born again. And of course, I know you know this, and all of them, I'm sure knows this as well. But what I'm saying is, we begin that grace relationship with Him at that moment of salvation. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of times, you know, people get saved, and and you've got well-known people coming along and say, "Hey, great! Uh, uh, praise the Lord, you're saved!" And uh, let, hey, let me tell you all these great things you can get involved in, and all these things you need to do. And they start loading them up with rules and laws and expectations, and they don't realize, you know. It's a, it's a grace-based relationship. And so people will quote Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 all day long, and they talk about, you know, you know grace, uh, salvation by grace through faith. And, and they'll quote those verses and say, yeah, we need grace for salvation. But he gives us his grace. He showers us with his grace every moment in our lives as believers with him. And so it's not about you get saved by grace and then you're you're living the Christian life according to the laws or the rules or the expectations. So, so it's, uh, it sounds like, um, and, and I know I talk about this often and connect with a lot of people that talk about it. I think we all at at some point, if we grew up, I didn't grow up in the church. So that I, that's one good thing that I didn't have to worry about um, shunning. But still in my in my young adult age, when I started going uh, to church and everything, um, I only learned rules. You know, the things that you're talking about. I learned rules. I learned how to do this, how to do that. But I did not learn how to have a personal relationship with Christ Jesus. 
And I think that's that's the biggest thing that you're talking about with this grace breaking through is gaining that relationship. Is that right? Well, it's, you know, for me, I was already a believer, and yet I was struggling with these these roadblocks I had between me and the Lord. And like I said, it, it was my expectations in my mind, which mm-hmm. I had sort of built up. And of course, I mean, there were, you know, influences and things around me that sort of encouraged these, these expectations. But as I, as I expected certain things, and then they weren't happening, and it was like, well, well, why is this not happening? Why is the Lord not blessing me like this, like I was expecting? And why didn't he do this for me? Why didn't he do that for me? And then it sort of gets us uh, talking back about our feeling feeling of worth or, or unworthiness before the Lord. Then we start looking at our performance, and we start saying, okay, what have I been doing? Have I been doing some wrong things? Oh, some rules I haven't been keeping. Well, I've been keeping this one, you know, 99% of the time, but there's that one time that I, uh, you know, broke the rule, which I wasn't supposed to do. And so we, we sort of get a performance-based mindset, a merit-based mindset. Mm. So we start thinking we can earn things with the Lord. We can merit certain things by our behavior. And that's that spirit of legalism. So when we do that, in our minds, we start thinking, hey, I've been pretty good this week, so the Lord will bless me, you know. And, it's, it, and so then that's when we feel worthy because of we're focusing on our performance. Mm. And then we'll, Okay. Well, our performance is not as good as what we would expect it to be. Again, there's that work for expectation. Uh, then we start thinking, well, gee, I don't feel so worthy now. You know, I've been doing some, some bad things I shouldn't have been doing. And so our whole relationship, from our perspective, we start viewing it as um, when, I, when I perform correctly, I, I feel worthy before the Lord. When I don't perform correctly, I'm feeling unworthy. So but this James, is because of So James, because this is what so this is so this is what you're talking about I think when you talk about we develop a roadblock between us and Jesus. Yes, ma'am. So let me ask you a question. If you had a roadblock between you and the Lord based on what you're talking about, at what point did you realize that that roadblock was removed? Or has it been? I, that that's uh it, it ties in with the title of the novel Grace Breaking Through. Mm-hmm. His grace, his love broke through to my heart, and it was in a conversation I had with a a retired missionary, a friend of mine, um, and he just had some he he knew what I was going through, but you know he didn't want to make a big uh, dramatic show of like. You know, hey brother, I see what you're going through, and I'm going to pray for you, and let's have a prayer meeting, and let's just let's just really, you know, pray through and get you, get you through this. I had I had someone, I had a pastor actually try to give me some some counsel and some advice to get through this, but it did it, it, it was it was not biblical biblically based. It didn't do a thing for me. But this retired missionary friend of mine, what he did was he prayed on his own, and he didn't brag about it. Hey brother, I'm praying for you. But he just prayed on his own, and he was so full of biblical wisdom, he knew certain things that he could he could say to me. And he invited me and my wife and my little son at the time over to his house one evening for like coffee and dessert after dinner. And uh, he just he just sort of and and the man is just he, he was just full of the Lord Jesus Christ and just he just exuded love and grace and compassion so he wasn't being like nosy and he wasn't being um, you know he wasn't asking these questions that would get, get me riled up 
he he knew, and I, I had this relationship, this friendship with him, where I knew he, I knew he cared for me. But mm. he had a very probing question, and it led to some him sharing some scriptures with me. And uh, there was an incident with my little son. I really can't even talk about this as far as the details because I always break down crying every time, even though this was back in 2002 when it happened. I mean, all these years later, I break down crying when I talk about it. But uh, this thing happened with my son, and this man made the connection there, and he and he said some things, and it was it was like. I mean, the Lord just broke through. I, I didn't know how other to explain it. He just broke through my, my bitterness. He broke through the walls I put up for myself. I didn't mm. realize it was there. There's all kinds of different um, roadblocks that yes. we put for ourselves in the Lord. I mean, you know, mine could be one thing. Somebody else's could be something else. But, you know, you walk with the Lord and you love Him and you enjoy the relationship. Yes. And then after a while, you look back and you say, I don't feel as close to the Lord as I used to be. And, and what happened and what changed? And, and and that's when we start looking at our performance and uh, how we're not meriting up. We're not, we're not meriting or measuring up to the things that, you know, we expect that we should be as believers in Christ. So it, it, it's just, I had this moment and it was just a God moment where he, he, he broke through my heart, broke through my hard heartedness and, and just, when I was I was overwhelmed by the grace and the love of Christ, and it just it just changed my heart. And so it was it felt like I was getting born again all over again. But I mean, I was already <laughs> saved. So, um, but it, it was it was just a wonderful thing. And uh, I mean, my wife. I mean, she, I changed. <laughs> I mean, I I changed from the hard hearted person I was before from from uh, just. I know I was so difficult to live with because I was like angry all the time, and it was like I couldn't really put my finger on what was making me angry. Mm. But he uh, just he just broke through the walls on me, that, and, and I've never been the same since, and I don't ever want to get over it. Amen. I just want to shame the other people. That's a that's a great that's a great um, that's a great story, and I can see. How, you know, all of us at some point, we need someone to speak into our life. We need someone to encourage us. We need God to show someone that we are going through something. And then even when that happens, like you say, you have to be willing to listen. You have to know that this person has your best interest at heart when they're talking to you and they really want to see the best. And so I think, you know, somebody out there is somebody's listening who is going through some things that has some roadblocks right now that they may have um, bitterness and other issues in their heart. You know, they may have that seed that is stirred up and creating a cancer in their mind. And I think your book, Grace Breaking Through, will, even though it's, even though it's a fictional account, it still has a lot of truth in it. And that's what makes it a really good read. And it's, you know, it's it's Bible-based, it's Christ-focused, it has the scriptural insight, and that's what we need to help us to be stronger in our walk. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, you know, for me, it's I just want to help other people with it. And I, I know there's people sitting around, you know, People sitting in churches and uh, just, you know, that we encounter different day in and day out. People that, you know, I used to, I used to really be close to the Lord and, and I, I had this passion and this love for him. But, you know, we start thinking, well, I guess you just get older and things sort of wear off. But, <laughs> you know, there's people, there's people that need 
um, and need to know that Christ loves them and that he's, he's relating to them based on grace. And so it's not based on anything they do or can do or have done. It's based on what he did for them through his sacrifice on the cross and through his resurrection from the dead. Yes. Beautiful. That is, that is beautiful. And you know, um, we, we all need to rethink some things. And I think reading your book really gave a good, um, a good flow where we, I could really see the application of what you were writing about, which is so important. And I think, you know, we, I always like to say that, you know, we say our target audience is for everyone since the Bible is for everyone, but we know everyone's not going to read every book, but you know, you do your best in putting it out. It's a great read and I'm sure some others are going to purchase it. Now, when did you publish this book? It was actually published a year ago, uh, July 25th last year, 2018. Okay, great. Now, have you had the opportunity to get out and share on it? No, ma'am. I, you know, I'm not really a, I'm not a professional author, uh, not a full-time author. I really just do this in my spare time. So, like, I've got a full-time job that I work, and I've got a family to support. I didn't do this novel to to earn some sort of profit or anything. I, I mean, I'm not earning any money off of it whatsoever. Um, I, I'm just, I just want to get the message out there to help people because I feel like, you know, when I was going through my hard-heartedness and, and just the struggles and the turmoil, and I didn't, I didn't know what the answer was. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I mean, if I'd have had a book like this that, that someone could have just given to me and say, and I could just read it, you know, I'm not saying it has the answers for everybody and like, you know, just read this book and this will solve all your problems. Right. But it will at least give people some ideas and some scriptural uh, wisdom and some advice and, and just kind of help pull them out of the, you know, maybe the rut that they're in of the, of, of, you know, whatever their roadblock is between them and the Lord. Um, I, I think he can just use the truth of the scriptures. And, and mm. this one has, this novel has a good bit of scriptures in it. Yes. Um, I think use that to to really minister to people's hearts and, and let them realize, you know, it's not anything that you have to do. It's not about your works, your performance. It's about what he has already done and what he's doing in your life now. And as so many things are with the Christian life, it's just, you know, we're not we're not receiving those things. We're not allowing him permission to work in our hearts and to work in our lives. Amen. Amen. I must admit, our time is just flying. Um, <laughs> but thank you. This has been great. Um, so let me um, share with the readers, I mean listeners, I don't know why I say readers, share with the listeners how they can follow you, how they can connect with you, and how they can purchase your book. Well, the book is available on Amazon.com. And it's again, it's entitled Grace Breaking Through. My name is James Clements. I'm the author, and I've got a uh, I've got a Facebook page that's also entitled okay, great. Breaking Through. Great. So they can search for that, and then I also have some tweets. I've got a a Twitter. Uh, it's hashtag Grace Breaking Through. Oh, this is the same name, so it's pretty easy to remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wanted to email me. My email. Uh, it's no surprise here, but the email address is gracebreakingthroughnovel at gmail.com. So it's just, uh, and again, this, you know, it's not about me trying to 
getting the notoriety or to getting uh, fame or fortune. It's really just for me to try to get the message out. And I'm just, I'm just a I'm just a regular guy, pretty much like everybody else. So I don't have the resources to advertise and to you know put a lot of money into this book. It's, it's just uh, you know promoting the book. It's just me saying, hey, this is the message, and if it's something that Amen. Well, I tell you, um, I appreciate you being on the show today. Listen, everybody, remember the book is called Grace Breaking Through. You can get it on Amazon. You can also follow James Clements on Facebook. Same titled um, page, Grace Breaking Through. Grab the book, read the book, give him a shout out and a review on the book. James, I want to thank you again for coming on Dr. Annette West Speaks podcast. And I look forward to you doing greater things with your resource. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. West. I, I really do appreciate you reaching out to me on this and providing this opportunity. Thank you so much and God bless you all. All right. Hmm. As we close, I want to thank you for tuning in. If you have not subscribed to this podcast on Apple iTunes or your favorite platform, please do so today. Share a comment and give a five-star rating. Join my mailing list at Dr. Annette West Ministries at gmail.com. Also, purchase a copy of my newest book, Holistic Wellness, Mind, Body, Spirit, on Amazon or at DrAnnetteWestMinistries.org webpage. Keep tuning in every week. I guarantee you will be blessed.